0: Alright, so we're beginning the lesson Christ 7 tonight, Jesus Reveals Himself. And so, we've been learning a lot about who Christ is, Jesus Himself, along the way. We've been diving into some uh, names that he's, he's already given along the way. Um, looks like Peter's got a question. Yes, Peter? <laughs> um, what are some of the names that we've, that we've uh, been learning of Jesus thus far?
1: King?
0: King, yeah. king, eternal king, yep, yeah, in the line of David.
2: Son of the Most High, I think.
0: Yeah, Son of the Most High, equal with God, yes. Or Son, son of Man. Son of Man.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Lamb well, of God.
0: Yeah, that was one from John the Baptist, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Emmanuel.
0: Yes, that was a big one. That was a hook on one of our lessons. God with us, Emmanuel. Okay. These are these are a few of the ones we I think we even had ones that people pulled out of like payer of our sin debt. I think I don't know if that was you, Becky, that kind of said something like that a while ago. Um Lord, we have we had more earthly names like rabbi and teacher. Um so this is what we've seen oh and Messiah that was one that we've already covered as well or anointed one chosen one why why are these names important that we've seen so far what does it do for what does it do for its hearers today
2: sets Jesus apart
0: yeah it's it's amazing that a one person so to speak, he was fully God and fully man, could be these things, all these things. And and the list isn't complete. (laughs) So he's set apart in his holiness. What about even for people in in that time, the Israelites or the Gentiles? What significance would it have for them at that time?
1: They were looking for a redeemer and some of these uh, names that would have great meaning for them, looking for the Messiah. Yeah. And, God
0: and you remember, I, we didn't, I don't think we did this story, but like when he, some of his miracles, like uh, feeding of the 5,000, it's like people thought they were looking for uh, an earthly monarch, uh, someone to be a king who could provide in a, in a way that they were more used to. And so you're right, yeah. Someone to free them from their, you know, their slavery to the Romans. Um, but clearly, at this point, they weren't the people weren't clear of who all Jesus was. He hadn't fully revealed all of who he was. Um, there's there's the story in the in the calming the storm. Who do you say that I am? He asks them. So it's like it's like progressive revelation with Jesus, isn't it? Um, there's more that he that he starts, wants to reveal of himself, so, um, these are some of the ones that we had before, Son of God, Son of Man, Eternal King, Lamb of God, this is names of, of the Deliverer, Jesus, some, this was, uh, the way I had, Craig and I had broke this lesson down, uh, last year, and ignore that third line for right now, but, um, or the final line there, but, we had the names kind of broken into like a high and exalted names of Jesus and lowly and simple names. And, and, and you'll kind of start to see how that develops tonight. Um, you know, like Emmanuel or Messiah was kind of a high exalted name, whereas um, Lamb of God would have been a lowly, simple name. Not, not lowly in terms of uh, less, but just in a sense, um, common, a, com- a more common name, uh, like a, a lamb that people were used to that. And so Lamb of God or Rabbi. Um. So, Craig, do you want to take it here with profit?
4: Well, um, well, let's say we we, uh, we, we we just take a step back for a second. I mean, as as Brent is <laughs> this out, I mean, we've also been finding some of these names um, were some of things that were fulfilling prophecy. I mean, as they were looking for the Messiah or the Christ. And so we're seeing, as Jesus um, reveals, or he gets identified in certain ways, that, um, yeah, they're, gonna, they're looking for for this. And uh, people are catching it, and some aren't. So, again, as we go through the four Gospels, um, we're going to find more and more of these. So, um, yeah, that's true to Matthew 21. Um, did y'all have a chance
2: to, to look at those passages that we spent?
1: Not all of them.
2: Not all of them? Yes, uh, I think Brett and I did. Maybe that too. All right, as we're looking at these,
4: these different passages here, and actually, that's the original email that Brett said out here. I got in front of me. Um, i using the same... Exact same verses here. Yes, i got that. Yeah, it's like that Matthew 21. In, in that first first passage, what, uh, we're looking for a few things. We're looking for... Um, it's always good to know the context of any passage when you're looking at it, if you uh, sort of look around that passage. But also, again, what, what is the name that is given to Jesus or is Jesus identified with? And then we're going to think about you know, why was this important to the Jews, or what? Why why did this connect for them, and then why is it important for us? So I'm gonna i put those questions to us as a group to think about. So Matthew in the Matthew passage, what uh, um, I mean the context. I'll give you the context, and then we'll you know, I ask you for the name and for why you think it's important for the Jews. So this is just right. This is right after the triumphal entry um, into Jerusalem. I mean they've been waving the palm branches and people are saying a lot of things about Jesus, um. And so, uh, what are what are people saying here about who Jesus is? Matthew twenty
1: one. The prophet from Na- um, Nazareth in Galilee.
4: There
1: you
4: go. He's the prophet, and it's. Did we have some of the other verses there? We have uh, 40s.
0: Luke 7,
4: 16. Um, again, talking the prophet. What? What else is about the prophet here? Did, did anybody do any other digging into that as to what that means or why, why is that a significant thing for the Jewish people? Why? Jesus being called or the prophet. Um... How would they be identifying him that way?
1: Does that have yeah. anything to do with the Old Testament, with the prophets that were in the Old Testament?
4: That would be, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Very good. And in, in regard to the Deuteronomy passage, uh, Moses told them to look for a prophet like him. And that they must listen
5: to
2: him. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to jot that down, Deuteronomy 18,
4: um, this, is, this is a. We have our, our prophecy chart that, we are, that we've we been using, uh, and we've been filling some of those blanks in. Unfortunately, we didn't add this one, but this is one of those prophecies that was fulfilled um, back in, with Moses um, in Deuteronomy. He was saying there's going to be another prophet um sort of like moses that is going to come and so i mean there, there's other passages with um after jesus raises the widow's son there are people saying hey this could this be the prophet after jesus ra- feeds the five thousand, people are saying is this the prophet um is this the one i mean and they're connecting that with some of the prophecies of, of the old testament um thinking that, this might be, and, they, and they're connecting that also with the Messiah and the Christ, so um, the idea of the prophet, what, what, what do you remember about, you know, the purpose or the role of the prophets? I
0: mean, you could talk those lessons. You can think back to our, the picture there, that's like the first one on our, on our chronological banners. Long time
4: ago.
5: Yeah, they spoke <laughs> for God.
4: <laughs> they spoke for God, yep. They represented God that way, spoke his word, he's a spokesman. What else did prophets do
2: sometimes? They would point out what was going wrong in the, the nations of either Israel or Judah and uh, instruct people on how to get back to God or to, to live right before God, what they needed to do to, uh, yeah. Be reconciled to God.
4: Yeah, a voice of instruction or correction. Um, yeah, definitely. Sometimes they were, uh, as they were acting on behalf of God, they were sometimes doing these amazing you know, miracles or and such, even giving people at times.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So, um, now Jesus being connected with the prophet. I mean whether the Jewish people were connecting that those those dots or not with that truth. I mean again some some were, were wondering if this is this is uh, the prophet they were looking for again that was in connection to what God was going to do part of the redemption. Um, but why is this this I mean for us today, why was is this title for Jesus an important one for us? We're asking this question for each of them so it's a- <laughs>
0: <laughs> think back to uh yeah, even this, John 1 we, one
4: we uh, let's just have some nice information about you know Jesus yeah you prophet that's good okay now what um, why is it important for us that we, we know that he, he was called the prophet
0: we can bring it back to the first chapter of John there <clears throat> as a hint
3: John John one yeah Paul I guess was speaking to his um like the deity of him and his um unlimitedness and his knowledge and that he was he's always been there all things were made for him and he's always i guess he but well, he's always knowing what's going to happen or yeah you turn mm-hmm. them
4: and, 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 John, what, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the phrase that's used to describe Jesus?
1: Word. The word. Yeah.
4: He is the Word. I mean, the prophets brought God's message to the people. I mean, Jesus was the message, right? He is the living Word. And so it wasn't just that he was passing something on. It is who he is. And so he, again, he spoke with authority. He was doing all those things. He was representing the Father. And he's... There's some stuff that uh, I mean. Prophets also told the future of what what's going to come. Uh, sometimes God gave the insight into that, and Jesus was speaking words. There are times you know He's telling people what's going to what's what's coming, and um, you know, he's, he's just one of these that He did these miracles and healing, voice of instruction, correction. Um, as you know, John eight says, to, to abide in my word, um, and this, this this truth will set you free." So. Again, the prophet, in one of the images and uh, names we have of Jesus. Go to the next one there, Brent.
0: Sure. So, moving from the prophet, we're going to go to uh, a priest. So, this is the image we have of a, of a priest in the Holy of Holies. There's the Ark of the Covenant. Um, is it the, the wing, the cherubim? Is that what he's called on top there? With uh, So, he was entering in to offer a sacrifice or incense to the Lord. Thinking back to the role of a priest, what was a priest in the Levitical law in that, in that era? What was his role? He
3: was a mediator between the people and God. Yeah.
0: yeah. And as a mediator, what is that? Like, how would you sort of break that down a little more? What, what did he mediate?
3: I guess maybe the sacrifices for the payment of sin.
0: Yeah, he acted on behalf of the people, uh, representing them before God, right? It's like there was was sort of a link in a sense. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17, as well as Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. So 2.17 and 4.14 in Hebrews. Can somebody read out those two verses for me, please?
2: Hebrews 2.17 Therefore it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the
1: people.
0: Yeah. And then 4.14.
1: Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess.
0: So here we have Jesus being identified as a merciful and faithful priest and then a great high priest in, in the second verse. Um, so a priest is a man who is holy and set apart. That's, that's tied to being holy, set apart to mediate. I always think of, uh, yeah, like kind of someone that's doing a, doing a sale almost for you, right? You think of like going to a car lot. You have a middleman or something like that. And they, they were the go-between uh, between you and And the one who was ultimately responsible and uh, so now this this name um, not it's not being assigned to jesus it's that this name is actually coming from Jesus um, sometimes you got to think of things the other way we think oh that's what priests were so that's what Jesus is no flip put it the other way Jesus is a great high priest that's why those people were called that and did that role it was all foreshadowing right progressive revelation of of who Jesus is and and, and as they would meet him, that they would know who he is. Um, I mean, this is one that maybe we wouldn't identify with as tightly as, as the Jews of the time. But why do you think for them to hear that, what, what kind of impact would that have on them? Like they would have been closely associating with, with priests of their day. Today we don't. How would, how would that be significant or important to them to learn of this?
2: Well, just shot in the dark, uh, one of the things was that the priesthood typically came from the Levites or descendants of uh, Aaron, whereas uh, Jesus being a descendant of David from the tribe of Judah normally that would not be seen as where priests would come from, hmm. and so in in some ways uh, uh, they would not have looked. It would not have been their first thought about Jesus, sending David, tribe of Judah, to be a priest or a high priest.
0: So a bit of a, a bit of a a showstopper, do you think? <laughs> Or, or baffling?
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs>
4: Good answer. There you go. And what? And, and if you notice, this passage isn't in the Gospels. We had, we had to jump over to Hebrews for this one <laughs> I to pull up this name. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's definitely within the Jewish culture and the role of the priest and what the idea of being that mediator. The, the one who is carrying out the the offering, the sacrifices on behalf of the people. Uh, again, as Hebrews as was being written, again, part of trying to draw out the truth of who Jesus is, is um, so about the idea that, I mean, he wasn't just the high priest offering on behalf of him, but he became the sacrifice as well for the people. So it uh, strengthens that as far as what he, what he was going to do. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, in re- reference to Jesus being our great high priest, because it was only the high priest who was able to enter the Holy of Holies once a year to actually be in the presence of God, showing that Jesus was worthy to be in the presence of God.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, as Son of God, he was equal with God, and and in this sense, it wasn't a once a year, it would be continual, of course.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, really good, Brett. Yeah, uh, he would be the great high priest who would make a satisfaction, a satisfactory offering atonement uh, for the sins of the people. So, yeah, the priest, the the human priest, great priest would go in once a year. Um, Now, they wouldn't have known a whole lot of what was yet to come exactly, but he was filling in the color, the picture, you know, for them to get it when when the day would come. Um, Why is this important as it relates to the liver? That he would be identified as a great high priest. Well,
1: because he'd be able to take care of sin. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right. He would. He would be the one to do it. And I mean, from our perspective, we'd say once for all, right? <laughs> not not this continual process. But again, at this point, they wouldn't see that full picture. Yeah, yeah, and
4: there's also the image. I mean, for us now as believers, is that Jesus being that mediator on our behalf. Uh, right, even today, like that sacrifice is complete, but we have one who, who represents us on behalf, you know, on, in, in front of the Father on our behalf. So that priest role carries on, um, not just the sacrifice in the same way, but more in that role of mediating.
0: And this is what i 'm going to say too, this kind of ties over with every every name that 's given to him, but just you know his name Jesus, is the human name that was given to him at birth and, and and it links him with our humanity right but then each of these titles, like the Son of God, continues to reveal more of his his divine nature and, and qualifies him you know um, to be all of these things in perfection in holiness um yeah, it, it it's amazing, really, when you stop and think about it, that he's fully the fully human aspect and fully God aspect that he'll empathize with us. I mean, he we read how he was tempted. Anyways, um, yeah. yeah. Tag Craig, you're it. All right.
4: Well, I think one last and I was doing <laughs> sure. reading about this the prophet priest, um, and quite often you're playing prophet priest and king. If, you're, if you Google those words related to Jesus, I mean, we've already talked about Jesus as king, so we're not doing that in this lesson tonight. But uh, it was just kind of neat when I was doing some reading. Um, I forget who it was now. I think it was uh, Matthew. Richard made a comment that these three different kinds of people, the prophet, the priest, and the king, they were the ones that, that took center stage in the story of God's salvation of his people Israel. And so that Jesus is identified, again from, again, from leadership to what God was doing with the people of Israel, so here we have Jesus is tagged with all of those. Um, Tony, just says, as, you, as you had mentioned, it was di- usually different tribes, different people, you know, Levites uh, from line of David, you know, they were coming here. Jesus with all of these things. So it's just kind of neat to see how that all comes
2: together. So
4: um just uh, as
2: as we, one I'm well, just interesting, uh, looking back in Second Samuel, uh, it seems that David did offer sacrifices uh, in Second uh, Samuel 6, verse 13. It After the men who were carrying the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, David sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Uh, and David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought the ark of the Lord. So just interesting that it seemed that David, at some time, uh, took on a somewhat of a priestly role. Hmm.
4: Yeah, hmm. the role of David. That's
5: cool. The
4: story of what God had intended for for Israel and for us. You know, it's a good. Uh, so Second Samuel, yeah, it's a good passage. Alright, let's go to the next passage here, John 10. This is one that uh, uh, we've heard of John, we've heard, heard John 10, 10 through this series, so we're gonna we're gonna come on this. John 10, verses 7 through 10. If someone could read that.
1: Therefore Jesus said again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate, whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full.
4: Okay, so what's the, the image here, or the name that Jesus has identified himself with? He's okay. the gate. Yep. Some translations have it the door.
0: Yes.
4: So, um, what, what's he the gate of?
6: The sheepfold,
4: I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, this, this is the cultural context. The, the people in that time, they would have gone, okay, what's, what's he talking about? Uh, yeah, it's a gate into a sheepfold.
2: Um,
0: and I mean, and in those days, it wouldn't have had a physical gate, perhaps if they were shepherds out in the a little more of the wilderness, it would have just had like a rock encasing or something like that in cir- you know, circle, and they would lit- literally be the gate, the, yeah,
4: they, they the block. There. They would be the ones, Yeah. You know? Now, I mean, have any of you taken care of sheep before?
0: <laughs> oh, we got a oh, couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, nice.
4: There. Okay. So... So, are are sheep, you know, are they really, what, um, able to take care of themselves very well? Are they, I mean, how would you describe taking care of sheep?
0: (laughs) Oh, they're they're silent over there, or muted.
4: Like I said, can not hear me?
6: It's <laughs> fun. Okay.
2: Question.
0: Yeah, I mostly just visit the farm, so I get to visit fun type jobs, but I mean,
5: yeah, school work. You have to herd them a lot. You have to herd them a lot. Okay. From <laughs> my time in New Zealand, I definitely know sheep are one of the dumbest animals I have ever worked with. Very strong for mentality. Yeah, my aunt would think differently, but
4: she's the shepherd in the family. <laughs> she's the shepherd. Okay. Well, maybe she, she can relate to this 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 image in the next one. Because I mean, for the for if you were a sheep, uh, if they're the dumbest animals, <laughs> I mean, they, they need care.
5: Uh, well,
4: they're highly dependent, they hey. Pay. Wait,
0: right? I was just gonna say, like, dumb is one way to put it. Highly dependent is also a, a nicer way to put it, right?
4: A nicer way. There we go. <laughs> much, um, a part of the group so very much our, our mentality. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, as, as we come to the next, the next, uh, the name for Jesus, we've we'll got some more questions. Um in this, in this particular passage, though, up to this point, we're, we're gonna we're gonna carry on in this reading a little. Further, but in this part, where Jesus describes himself as the door as the gate. Um, and again, sheep come in. The idea is that they're, they're going to be safe, protected for the for the night. What, what comes up in this passage here? What, what are they being protected from?
1: The thief.
4: The thief. I mean, within... Uh, I mean, if you were a shepherd out in the field, I mean, there could have been other wild animals that maybe would would attack the sheep and, and things. Um, but in, in this particular story, we have a very specific uh, danger, and that's the thief that comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, the, I mean, we've used this passage as, as one of the sort of one of the key verses that we use for this whole series. Is that you know Jesus says that I've come to they may have life and have to the full or have it abundantly. I mean, the enemy that Jesus is referring to here is, is our enemy. The, the Satan, he wants to steal, kill and destroy. He wants, he doesn't want us to have life. And so he's, uh, I mean, so Jesus being the gate, being the door that protects us, um, is, is a significant thing. Again, Israelites, that they would have got the, the, the image here right away of Jesus saying, I'm the door. He's protecting the sheep. Um, so why don't we go to the next, uh, the next section here, reading from 11
0: through 15. Do you want
4: to,
0: just before you jumped there, Craig, I was going to just, inter- sure. unless you said it and I was uh, daydreaming, but um, the, probably didn't. <laughs> just one thing I want to hit on it and, and we'll further develop this with another name that he's given, but like how many gates would a shepherd have in a fold typically? Uh, yep. One. One, one gate right and so again here here he's identifying as that that one gate and um, so this is highly symbolic a- and for us today that there's a lot going on with that right that there's not many gates out in or out of the fold he's the gatekeeper he keeps it secure uh, and there's the one way and they hear his voice the she- his sheep hear his voice right um so we, so we get a sense of security with that, we get a sense of freedom with that, um, and, and a great level of protection. It's not like he's just, you know, safeguarding the one door and the other door back there is wide open, <laughs> right, for a thief to come in.
4: Um, okay, you go, to, go, to, go to verse 9 again, so I'm just to say that, it says, I am the door, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So again, it's just, I more directly for us.
0: Yeah, that's perfect.
4: If, if if you will enter by me.
0: So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that before we jumped on there to, to the Good Shepherd with um, someone who was going to read. Who, who was going to read? I thought I saw a hand, verse 11 to 15. <laughs>
1: okay, I can. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. When the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it, and then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. Oh, how far? Fifteen. Okay, the man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep.
0: Awesome. So, what's the title that we get here in big red letters? The <laughs> good
1: shepherd.
0: The good shepherd. Yeah. Not just not just a gate a, a a regular shepherd, but a good shepherd. He he's not he's not the hired hand shepherd who runs away when the going gets tough. But it says he lays down his life for his sheep. Um so with, with the gate for the sheep and now the good shepherd, we've come down to sort of more of these lowly, simple names of Jesus that maybe would have spoken more to a commoner, so to speak, you know. And, and what I like about we've moved from prophet, great high priest, to now we're talking about sheep, is I, I like this spectrum that Jesus is covering, right? He's, he's, not just, he's not just these two, these things to one of these class of people, but he's these things to all classes of people. Uh, from the high to the to the low and simple, um, why do you think hearing? If you were a Jew, put yourself in the Jewish in the Jewish uh, mind, if you can, a little bit at least. You would hear that you're he's a good shepherd. This this one who's come, the Messiah. He's already identified himself as the Messiah, the Anointed One. Now he's saying, "I'm I'm the shepherd, the good shepherd." What would be some of your
3: thoughts?
2: There's a long history of shepherds being prominent uh, in Israel's history from, uh, I I think, uh, Abel, although not Israel, was a keeper of sheep, but Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were all keeper of sheep, Um, and and David was a shepherd.
0: Yeah, uh, that's right.
2: And, and so, and, and, and David was not only a literal shepherd to literal sheep, but, uh, uh, called by God or referred to as the one who would shepherd God's people, Israel. Hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: And I mean, you, you think often too, there's a bit of a interesting sort of dichotomy here often. I mean, why did people raise sheep so that? The shepherd would die or so that the sheep would die? So that, I mean, the sheep had a purpose, right? They weren't raising them as pets. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, here Jesus explicitly says, I lay down my life for the sheep. Just an interesting thought there again. I'm sure they would have thought that's a bit strange, hey? I mean, maybe they would think, oh, if a bear came, of course he's going to, you know, put his life on on the limb there for for the, the flock. But maybe there's more that they started to think. Wait a minute, you're laying your life down, huh?
2: Yeah, sheep are integral to the sacrifice system, and so saying that was he saying, I'm going to take the place of those uh, sacrifices?
0: Yeah, he, he's making a link. It seems like to me. Hey. And uh, what, what is comforting about him the, as the good shepherd being, as, or sorry, as the deliverer, also identifying as the good shepherd? There, there's a line there that I, I really, that is comforting to me. I know my sheep.
4: They know my
3: voice.
0: They know my voice, yeah.
3: That's Well, it's a very personal relationship.
0: Yeah. It's not just I know the flock, (laughs) but I know my sheep, each one. Cool. Anything else you guys want to say about that one before we continue on? All right. Oh, we flip flop those, sorry. There's the door of the gate. That's the picture that we use for, uh, you know, the shepherd sitting at the gate. Mental note, Craig, we need to put that a little sooner or <laughs> change our script. There, <laughs> note.
6: Yeah, I, I guess uh, my, my wife was just saying that the real sheep actually, um, like that passage says, they know the shepherd's voice and they won't just follow anybody, but they'll follow their uh, their shepherd. Right? Sure. And I, I think that needs to be true of us, too. That that whole idea of shepherd, uh, yes, he's a good shepherd taken care of, but there's also that idea of, uh, like, leading us. He's our, he's our master. He's yeah. where we need to go.
0: I mean, I don't know if this would be, you know, if this would be a, a good provoking question, but who are, who are the sheep?
3: <laughs> Those ones specifically would be Israel's in verse 16 and talked about the sheep.
0: Israel? Dave raised his hand. He's a sheep. <laughs> well, there it's saying those who know his voice, right? Those are his sheep. Yeah, those who believe, eh?
4: And unfortunately, our earlier descriptions <laughs> sometimes actually fit for us, so I don't know how to...
0: Anyways, in summary, I would say those who believe, right? Those those who are indeed His are His sheep.
6: Yeah.
0: All right. Our next one, you can go to John fourteen six. I don't know if you want to do that one, Craig.
4: Yeah. Well, why don't we read this study for the doc from one through seven? John fourteen one through seven. Again, the, the context of this passage is, this is during the Last Supper. I mean, Jesus has, has announced that he's going to die. Um, one of the other disciples is going to betray him. I think it's before Jesus foretells Peter's denial. So there's a lot going on in this conversation with his disciples. Um, and now he's trying to comfort them, essentially, um, a little bit with, with, with these words here. So John fourteen one through 7. Read that. And if not, I will. Okay. So, Jesus, in, in attempting to, to comfort his disciples, is saying these words Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and then I will take you to myself that where I am, you may also, you may be also. And do you know the way to where I'm going? Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we, how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you had known me, you have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Again, the words that, uh, or the name that Jesus takes here,
2: how he describes himself. The way and the truth and the life.
0: There's a lot there.
2: (laughs) There's a lot
4: knocked in there, right?
0: I like that it always puts the right in front of them, right? It's not saying ah, I'm a way, I'm a truth, I'm a life. <laughs> There's like, like in the, at least in the English, I, it's very punctuated. The way, the truth, the life.
2: Now this would have been a, a smaller group than uh, than usual. Like uh, I, I think this was maybe with just with his disciples, but. Uh... Uh, again, the audacity of the uh, statement in verse one, "Trust in God, trust also in me. that you know if he was just a regular person uh, or even a regular prophet uh, that would be scandalous to, to tell people to trust in him in the simple. Basically, the same way as trusting God.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: He's continuing continuing to develop that he is fully God. I mean, he forgave sins on the on the Sabbath, you know. And the the Pharisees that was a couple of lessons ago said, "Only God, who can forgive sins, but God. This man is claiming to be God. That's blasphemy." So here, he's continuing to say, state the same thing: He is God. I am God. I am God. And I like in in the way. Is, does he talk about um I'm showing you the way? Or is he saying I am the way? So it's not by it's not by Jesus, it, it's it's really it's through Jesus, hey.
3: It is. Anyway, well he's taking full ownership for our salvation. Mm-hmm. For
0: the pain of the same day. Yeah. And do you guys remember a, a title of, of his enemy, um, Satan? He was the father of what? Father lies. of lies. Yeah, father of lies. So here Jesus, he's saying, I'm the truth. You know, he, he's in a sense the father of truth. <clears throat> and there is no deceit in him.
4: And how that's how that connects back to our first, the prophet, and speaking God's words. Jesus is the word. He is the truth. Um, and he's the one giving, you can give direction. So, and then and I think it was somebody in one of our lessons talking about, uh, I think we mentioned talking about rabbis and, and followers and how sometimes, often in that day, it was, I'm, I follow so-and-so. And I, that's I go their way, and this is often a man's way. Even now, the the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees—they had their religious ways, and they had their own rules, and each group had a little bit way, of, different way of doing things. And so again, Jesus being so emphatic here, I am the way, uh, I am the truth. Um, I'm not just one of the ways. So again, as Brent mentioned there.
0: Well, it's, it's a reoccurring theme of, I mean, we get, there's certain numbers in the Bible that are like, you know, seven is one of them. Well, one is one of them, you know, one deliverer, one blood sacrifice, one door on Noah's Ark. When you think back to the Ark, right, one entrance into the tabernacle, you know, even when the, the tent was built and then the permanent one, there was one entrance into the Holy of Holies uh, to receive God's grace and mercy, right? So now Jesus is saying that he is this one, I'm this one way, this one truth, this one way of life, to life and uh and that's God's grace. You know that he, he he he's so nice to his sheep, a sheep of his, you know, where he makes it simple. Can you count to 1? 1. One. <laughs> one door, one deliver, one sacrifice, one of me, you know. And uh again, one gate, right? So I, I think with that, I don't know if you guys ever get hung up on this or if people you talk to or minister to or or witness to get hung up on why only one way. Why like the ner the the audacity of this high and lofty God, man upstairs, to just make one way? Why not why not in my sincerity, why can't I just come my way if I love and care? You know that that's often a, a rub. But what people don't realize is before the one way, how many ways would there be apart from him providing? None. None. I mean, I know we know that truth but oftentimes people just don't understand the other side of the coin. Without him, there is no way.
4: Any any other comments uh, to this name or even anything we've talked about so far? Other thoughts or questions about
1: those? That would be one of the things that we would put on one of those sheets of how people view what we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, the falsity. Right. We would be able to write out there and Brent would be able to throw in the garbage
5: afterwards.
1: And, <laughs> and hit the back. Right.
0: Yeah, and some of those like we we've we've touched on, right? Like is it, following the Ten Commandments gonna get you there? Is uh is the golden rule or church membership or giving gonna get you there? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah it's not it's going to be through this, this person, this person of Jesus Christ, the, the Messiah, the way, the truth. Um, and so, I mean, Christianity is Christ, right? Apart from him, there is no salvation. Are we still going to touch on suffering servant here, Craig?
4: I think we're going to put that, We I bumped that over to the, uh, I think it's two lessons from now.
0: Okay. Hang tight uh, for that. it's
4: better in there. So, but one, of, one of the questions we could, before we go on to the, our final story here, are there other names that stand out for you or that you can think of that are, um, again, in, in the Gospels or, um, you know, names that Jesus has given to himself or people have given to him? There's one.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> on the screen there
1: yes resurrection and
4: life yep. story of lazarus and uh when just before jesus goes and he, he raises lazarus from the dead yeah he, he says i am the resurrection and the life are there other names
2: that uh the bread of life, uh, um, yeah. the, the, the source of springs, of the living water, or uh, yeah, uh, you know, my blood is true drink, or um, yeah, kind of the essential, using the essentials of what we need to survive: uh, bread and water, and and claiming that is who he is in regard to our eternal lives.
1: Mhm. Yeah. The vine that we need to abide in Him. Yeah, that's a great one. But, yeah, the true vine,
4: the
1: vine.
5: The light of the world. Light,
0: the of, the light world. of the world. Is there even a vine dresser as well? Is there, or is that more just a parable? Um,
4: aside to the vine, that, that's even that story there. with great i the true vine. I mean he'll use the word judge for himself sometimes.
3: The judge.
0: I, I think it's neat with like the true vine, bread of life, you know, the shepherd, the good shepherd, the sh- the the gatekeeper. It's like I I like you know, Jesus everything that we do, we want to think biblically and model the way he did, it. and he's contextualizing. That that's what came to my mind as I was preparing for this lesson. Isn't it neat that Jesus contextualizes? <laughs> that's what we yeah. want to do as we as we minister to our neighbors or, or reach out. We want to make it impactful for for their worldview, right, or for what they what they see as the everyday. <clears throat>
4: he wants us to know him and understand who he is.
0: I think that's another name, the Great Contextualizer. Translations, <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something like second opinions. <laughs>
3: It's um would craft stone or cornerstone would that be appropriate yeah yeah
2: Yeah, this stone the builder's rejected has become the cornerstone or cheap cornerstone yeah temple
4: well yeah my own body temple
0: Good. I mean, a lot. A lot of this discussion tonight, we're we're really like putting back on you guys because we know that you guys know a lot of the stories, uh, a lot of the parables. We've covered a lot of scripture, or not a lot. We've covered a lot of ground as we've hopped through the Gospels and Hebrews a little bit there. Um, but from what you can recall around these parables, around these stories—not parables, but stories. Um, what, what were people's reactions to these names in that, in that day and age? What were they, as they heard this list here, so running through it all, I don't know if you guys have been jotting them down, but, you know, the prophet, great high priest, gate for the sheep, the good shepherd, the way, the truth, and the life, the bread of life, the light of the world, resurrection and life, the true vine, and then we had cornerstone, uh, the stone the builders rejected, the temple. What, what were the people's reaction to these names?
1: Well, the good shepherd and sheep one, someone thought he was demon possessed. Hmm. Well, it says the Jews
5: were divided, so I guess some listened, but some thought he was crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. When he spoke of himself as the bread of life, there were many uh, who were following him, who did leave him then.
0: Right. Yeah, many, a great multitude turned and, and went their own way, yeah.
2: Yep. And quite often these names were preceded by I am. I am the way, the truth, and life. I, I am the resurrection and the life. And the one time he just said, he stopped that I am. And then he wanted to stone him because uh, huh. um, he was referring to being the one who appeared in, to Moses in the burning book, burning bush? I am who I am. And, and that, that was a
4: sacred name. They, again mm-hmm. as, as Jewish culture, they wouldn't even utter that name like that. Um, and so, I mean, that's, that's John eight fifty eight, where Jesus just right out there says, "I am." And it does say they, they picked up stones to throw at him. So yeah, John eight fifty eight is where Jesus declares, "I am." No, no messing around, no no hiding this. Yeah, I am I am identifying myself with, with God. There's another place where he identi- identifies with the Father, where the Father and I are one. Another place where they reacted to that and
3: thought about killing him. With um, living water, referencing when he meets the woman at the well and asks her for a drink. And at first, she didn't understand him, thinking he meant literal water. Once he explained himself there, then she believed him. As a result of, ma- of telling what Jesus did for many people, not failing to believe.
0: Yeah. Why do you guys think God was revealing Himself through all these earthly terms? You know, He just didn't say, "I'm Jesus, believe in me." <laughs> what, what What do you think He was attempting to do?
3: Context, <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> very good breath
4: <laughs>
0: I mean it's like i think of I think of when I'm stumped, how many times does a teacher need to come at the same end goal differently for me, right, and a lot of these people, yeah, some thought they were he was demon possessed many left him, um, people were baffled, who do you say that I am, you know. Um, they weren't sure. And so he keeps like, you get this idea. He's like, well, I'm this and I'm this and I'm this, you know, you know, it's like someone told me once, like even the title, like God, the father, father, it's like, it's like an envelope. I can this is somebody else's quote, but, um, you know, and the term father, it works for us today. You know, the, a provider, a protector, all these things, you know, in, in the way God intended for it to be at least. And But yet God is so much more than a father, but that's the envelope. The title father is the envelope to get us through this life. And so here it's like Jesus is providing us this envelope that will help us to understand enough of him, you know, that he is these things and it's more than enough of him, right? But it, it is what suffices for us in this life. And I imagine in heaven, It'll be it we'll see so much more of who he is, even beyond these titles. It'll it will realize how limited our understanding of all of what he said here was and is. Um, you know, he confined himself. I mean, he is the designer of languages, but he also confined himself to speak and communicate to us to the English language for us, uh, this group here. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing. I just kind of get this picture of like you know color by number. It's like he's just adding more color to his picture with each of these names, right? And it's, it's becoming more of a picture to us as we understand more of who he is.
4: Well, we're we're going to put all those colors together in this last story, Brent. How does that sound?
0: <laughs> yep. Let's do it.
4: So, so let's go to Matthew 17. Verses 1 through 8. People stop, people stop at eight. Okay. Yeah, I don't see that. All right. Everyone so who wants to read that one? Matthew seventeen, one through eight.
2: Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Lord, it's wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you. One for Moses and one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus.
3: Okay, so what just happened here? Imagine you're one of those disciples with Jesus. They saw Jesus in his glory as God.
4: Yeah. It's an exclamation point for Jesus there. He's using all of these fairly normal, I mean, a lot of these normal names that Brent just was just describing, you know, the bread of life, the shepherd, and yet, all of a sudden, they're seeing Jesus not in an ordinary, earthly creation kind of way, they're seeing his glory, um, yeah, be transfigured or transformed, there's a complete change for Jesus, we to see this.
0: And it's further further revealing of his holiness, right? I'm I'm sure they've never witnessed this before, so it's showing his set apartness as well.
4: What <clears throat> else comes to mind with this passage?
2: Well, Jesus uh, often referred to the law and the prophets, the law and the prophets, um, and here were the people who represented. Uh, those two facets, which are basically uh, covered the Old Testament, uh, Moses for the law and uh, Elijah for uh, one of the many prophets.
0: Mm, interesting. I never never thought yeah. of that. There. <clears throat> what do you guys think of when you think when you hear the word transfigured? It, it takes me always to like a almost like like a caterpillar being transfigured into a butterfly like there was this 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 transformation that takes place that is uh out of this world in a sense
1: i think too of the brooding bush and um and moses in the and the times that he would spend in the presence of the Lord, and he had to cover his face with the glory when the glory of God was on him, because the people couldn't look at him, or when he had been in the presence of God.
4: Yeah, his face shone. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, and how was Jesus' face described here? Shone like the sun. Shone like sun. Not just bright. Not just had a little glow to it.
1: And um, his clothes
0: became as white as the light. It was like an it was like an unveiling of of the God side of him, right? Like in a sense, he was veiled as a human, and every one of these names was unveiling him. But now, with this transfiguration, it's like this is who I've always been. All of this, as well, in his glory, in his in his uh, beauty, in his majesty, as as Craig was saying too. I mean, one moment, his disciples are walking with him, and the next, he's brighter than the sun. <laughs> Can you imagine?
4: And do you recognize the words from the Father? Where, where have we heard those before?
1: At his baptism.
4: Baptism, right. Again, affirming, yet again, by the Father, affirming the Son. My beloved Son,
0: whom,
1: whom, with whom
4: I am
0: well pleased.
1: listen to him
4: him.
0: yeah
4: hear his voice follow him he is the way believe in him yeah
2: just uh looking up the greek word for transfigured It is uh is the same word that in romans 12 verse 2 is translated transform uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and that is metamorphosis, but which we do get the idea of uh, the word metamorphosis the changing of the caterpillar to a uh, a butterfly
6: mm-hmm.
0: yeah my,
2: my greek moment
0: <laughs> <laughs> when it's like again with the caterpillar to the to the butterfly it's like it, the butterfly was never not the caterpillar, but it was in its in a sense in its hidden form. And that's like Jesus was never not God, but he was in a sense somewhat of a hidden form in his humanness.
4: <clears throat> yeah, and in this, I mean, the disciples had been walking with Jesus, you know, following him, listening to him. And Jesus was there, he was the rabbi, the teacher. I mean, they were, they were getting glimpses of this, um... Again, of who he is. They were, they, at times they would go, wow, like, Who is this? And, you know, they marvel and they, they even declare that he's the Messiah, he's the Christ. Um, but here they go all of a sudden from seeing the, the very human, earthly side um, to the glorious, holy, and I mean, this transfigured version of Jesus. And how do they respond again? I mean, if you look at uh, verse where is it, verse 6, it says, when the disciples heard this, this is just after the voice spoke, they fell on their faces and they were terrified. We've seen that in other places, like when when others have an encaps, an angel or something, angels are often saying, do not fear, don't be afraid. (laughs) Humans are experiencing this otherworldly, Heavenly presence. I mean, people responded to angels that way. And yet here is Jesus, God, fully God, fully man. All of a sudden, transfigured, transformed before them, hearing this voice from God the Father, and they're terrified, and they're on their faces, or on the, yeah, on their on the ground, on their mm-hmm. faces. Yeah. Um, all the good shepherd stuff, the door, you know, bread. Yeah, that's all good, but all of a sudden they're seeing <laughs> glorious God. Yeah, worshiping, down, terrified. Uh, they know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I love what Jesus does right after that. He goes over, he came and he touched them. And we're back in the physical again, creative creation again. And he touches them and says, rise, have no fear.
2: Came,
4: goes from being glorious down to... I'm back with you again, and is very real, very personal. Uh, um, yeah, it's part of what God's trying to do here with with all these different names that we can understand and relate. Um, connects in different ways with us. So,
0: I think as we, I mean, I guess we round the corner into some final discussion on this. It's like it's it's really like Jesus is like in a sense blooming like a flower in in his fullness, right? I mean, he's been this like bud. And now it's opening up and we're seeing him in his splendor more and more in his disciples. But a few days ago, the Enzes and, and Ristos were out for a walk together. And Tony, you had brought up a question. You're like, I really like it when Jesus asked his disciples, well, who is it that you say that I am? So, I mean, we've been learning and, and walking the story here with God in his written word uh, through the winter and now into spring here. So how would you guys, as we bring that down into our thinking, and, and i can ask you guys you know who do you say jesus is you know to you or, or in your understanding of the scriptures um yeah what do you what do you think and feel as you process some of these names maybe anew or some of them perhaps for the first time what's what's going on in your guys thinking um from the high and lofty names to the low and simple What does what does it do for you who do you say jesus is
2: Much more than our minds can
0: fathom. (laughs) Amen to that. I'm there with you. Does it do anything? Does it kind of fall mute on you guys? Or on some of you?
1: I think for me, it's that he's my rock. He's my fortress. And he actually just really loves me. This has been more and more the theme. He's my Redeemer, but how much God loves me.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that has just been more and more this last little while.
0: Yeah, I mean, he didn't have to reveal all these names of himself so that we could know him more intimately. He didn't have to. In his graciousness, he d- He did. And like you say, Judy, it plants you firmly on that rock of who he is. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um. What of these names that we've covered or that we've looked at are, are most encouraging, or hardest, or on the other side, hardest for you guys to to see in him? There's there some you can relate to more easily than others? I
3: find the, when he says, "Like I am the way, the truth, and the life," that is quite encouraging it's laid out so simply for us that yeah he is the only way just his full authority of it but also in saying that like saying truth, way and life are all good things, you will all be good
5: hmm.
4: uh, I find it fascinating with, with that one is that is anybody's ever done, taking any psychology or even sociology, anthropology, that those, those are some really basic human needs that scientists would say we have. You know, we want to know what, what's, what's true. We want to know where we're going, what, what you know, purpose. We want, we want life. We want to experience life. And, you know, however they describe that, um, whether, they, you know, whether they consider themselves religious or believe in God or not, people have those basic things. And here Jesus is taking all of those on. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm
3: the life.
0: All well done. What is there any here that you guys? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Becky. Sorry. Well, I
6: was going to say it covers all the bases in one short <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah. The way, the truth, life. Yeah.
0: The designer of language knows how to cut to the chase. <laughs> is there any of these titles? If If I don't want to cut anybody off. But if no one else is going to say anything about what titles really they can associate with or, or be encouraged with, conversely, which ones are you, which ones do you guys struggle with? Is is there some there that God is really still working through in your heart that you just don't see that in in, in the Redeemer in the Deliverer? Okay, good. <laughs> Yeah. I guess we did our job, Craig. Right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly.
2: <laughs> Last night, I led us a very short devotional um, before we had a you know a, a prayer time, a kind of a prayer meeting, and I uh, was looking at uh, uh, Psalm 62 and was wanting to highlight originally uh, the idea that we can pour out our hearts. To, uh, to God, to, uh, yeah, to our Lord. Uh, but then in uh, the very first um, line, it says, uh, "Find." Let's see here. Oh, let's see.
0: Psalm ninety-two. You said.
2: 62. I'm just going to see if I maybe get it in a different version than the New Living Translation. But it's the idea of finding rest.
6: Hmm. Hmm.
0: My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him.
2: Yeah. And then just, uh, yeah, my soul finds rest in God alone. And then in, um, then in Matthew, Jesus says, Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And uh, then later on, then you will find rest for your souls. And so Jesus is our rest. Um, we can find food, peace and rest and restoration uh in him.
5: Mm.
0: Amen.
2: And again says find rest in God alone. And then Jesus says, Come to me and find rest it kind of fits in the whole idea of he is God.
0: That's right. So as we as we kind of hold all these names now, ones that we as we, we relate to closely, ones that maybe are more of a stretch for us. But as we hold them, we've seen God's word unveiling all of who Jesus is in each of these titles and names. Let's, let's bring this to our contrast point with, with our world today or our, our circles that we're around. What are What are false beliefs of who Jesus is related to these names?
2: Well, I remember a the high well Jesus was the, the truth for his time
0: truth for uh, his time
2: yeah for his time but uh, but we've, we have many other truths for uh, you know different times and stuff like that mm. and, and so which you know is, is totally false uh, uh, if something is truly truth it's truth yesterday today and forever
0: yeah i am the same yesterday today and forever he says yeah yeah that's i actually there's a preacher going around uh what was his name is it richard i can't think of his name right now going around right now preaching that very message against that you know right there he's saying you know that the god of uh, of long ago was the god of wrath and all these things because that was people's primitive understanding of him but as our understanding has evolved he says, well, God has become, he's just love because our understanding of him has grown. So he's no longer those other things, but he's this. And, and that, of course, is that is is heresy. That is false teaching. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he is the same yesterday, today and forever. So not just a truth of his time, but a truth that that surpasses time, transcends time. What What are other ones that are false beliefs of who Jesus is related to these names?
1: that well, he's one way of many.
0: Yeah. Universalism. <laughs> yeah. One way of many.
6: Oh, well, there is no truth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not at yeah. all.
6: No,
0: truth. Postmodernism. Truth is relative. Whatever you think.
1: What, what about the prophet
0: one?
4: What's a false belief out there or teaching
0: that's out there? Oh, yeah. It's good to touch on that.
1: Well, he was a good man or he was a good prophet. He was just a prophet.
0: Was just
4: a prophet, just a teacher? Yes. Yep. What, 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 what are the other world religions that's out there? What do they believe about Jesus and him being a prophet? Well,
1: Muslims believe
4: he was a prophet. He yep. was a prophet. Yeah. One of the
6: prophets. You yep.
0: know? Like sort of Baha'i. Oh, really?
6: Huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of relativism in here. People will, will, like, I mean, even the ones you guys put up here as uh, contrast beliefs or whatever. I mean, we, we need to reject them because his word is the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is unchained. He's, he's even called, like as Judy said, the rock, you know? because he isn't changing he is faithful he's not like shifting shadows um, and so these terms that he gives it, is good not only for the Jews of that time when, when he spoke it verbally to them but also for all of us who read it right um, so I think uh, a line that I that I kind of want to maybe even leave you leave you with this week I mean I know a lot of you fairly well um, but even as uh, just to ask yourself, and I ask this to myself too. You know, it's not so much that I, I care about that we just believe in Jesus, but what all do we believe of Jesus? You know, even even as we hear other people come to us and say, "Well, I I believe in Jesus too," you know, because you'll get Muslims or you'll get yeah you'll get Muslims saying that that they believe in Jesus. You'll get uh, Jehovah Witnesses and and Mormons saying they believe in Jesus. So believing in Jesus isn't the answer. <laughs> So that's why I say, I don't care what you guys believe in Jesus. Uh, And I I, I more care of what all do you believe of Jesus? Is he all these things that we read tonight and and the names that we've heard of before? Messiah, uh, Anointed One, Emmanuel. Or is he something else? Because, um, yeah, people change the name of Jesus to fit what they think he is. But this is who he is, what we're reading tonight. And what we've been reading. So think about that.
5: It just kind of emphasizes what you're talking about there, Brent. The idea um, where it's like, yeah, even the demons believe. Right. Yeah. But not just necessarily believing, it's what, how.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do with it, right? Where is that when the rubber meets the road? If he's the eternal king, like we have on our last slide here, if he's the eternal king, well, are we not to be his subjects? You know? If he's the Lamb of God, well then, is he not your sacrifice, your atonement? You know, If he's the son of God, well then, is he not equal with God, one to be obeyed and, and, and we submit to you know, as we read his word and, and understand it and, and yield to it in our life by the power of the Spirit?
3: Now, going back to last week with Nicodemus, when he comes to Jesus, he says, like, we know you are from God, or you came from God, yet... Many of those Pharisees were, at that time, plotting how they would kill him.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, contradictions.
1: I know in the last um, three or four years or so, I've been thinking about that. And so when I'd ask people, like, um, do you believe in Jesus? I have changed that to say, who do you, or who is Jesus to you? Hmm. Who is Jesus to you? And that gives me a bit of a more answer in the basis of um, where they really stand. And that sometimes is people sort of start looking at me and and start to think about really who is Jesus to them?
0: Yeah, it's more more of a question that gets them thinking more than just the, how are you today? I'm good. (laughs) No, who is he? Yeah.
1: And use the word the name Jesus. It's not who is God to you, because people will all, all a lot of people believe in God, but it is this is about Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah, the person of Jesus, this the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah, yes, the one who desires to give the abundant life.
6: I guess I got a bit of a problem with the question, "Who is Jesus to you?" Because then we're kind of making it relative to, uh yeah that just seems a little bit uh concerning it's it's not it's not who is jesus to you it's who is jesus
0: well i think it i think it works in terms of an inquiry from what judy's saying because it's it's showing her where they stand with him you know if he's not lord then uh then i i think i hear where you're coming from judy then it tells you i need to be praying for this person because he's not what the bible is saying he is to you um so it's almost like a, a thermometer checking of temperature eh
1: right and even that gives me a bit of a basis to um for my testimony if I am talking to them about who Jesus is to me then I can explain him being my savior my lord my redeemer give them these names here or he is the way the truth and life to me then that gives me more of a basis it's um I'm I'm not asking I am asking as to find out where they stand so that I have an idea.
5: And what I like about it too, because like I, I definitely kind of feel that uh, the same way of the idea is like, oh, well, who's Jesus to you? It's like, well, it, shouldn't it just be who, who is Jesus? And you get that same idea with the worship songs. It's like, oh, uh, this to me, 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 me. Versus, why aren't we singing to God? But at the same time, you have this idea of Jesus made life personal. At the same time where we know throughout scripture that it's not about us yet he still chose to make certain things about us and that there was that there was that aspect of a personal relationship but there was that aspect of him coming to us individually and we know that the greater story is something bigger than us and it's not about us but you can still have that aspect but you do have to be careful with it because people will take that and they're like well th- this is who he is to me this is what i believe and i'm happy with that I'm not going further. And that that is so often the way it goes.
0: Yeah, I just, I think you got to see Judy's question as very much a spiritual temperature taker question. (laughs) Yeah, and so I'd like the
4: question Yeah, cool. And I I think of uh, working in some of the the aboriginal contexts here is that, you know, some of them know the right answers, you know, the right church answers. Yes. And they'll, they'll give it to you because that's what you're looking for. But as you dig into some real life stuff, like, okay, I look at a couple of these names. she's a good shepherd. Well, you know what? Life was really hard this week. You know, I lost a family member or there's something going on. I don't feel like he's a good shepherd. I don't see this light in this darkness. I'm not seeing this work out for me. So, so for, for some of them, you know, they've been given a gospel of Jesus. Is, he's the one who's going to take away all your problems. Believe in Jesus. Who wants to believe in Jesus? Because he's going to take away all your problems. I want that. And then when Jesus doesn't, they 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 turn their backs on them because they think okay he's not working doesn't make you know so but there's lots of times when people will just give the right answer either to get you off their back or you know they they think that's what what they're supposed to do but uh if you have enough relationship with somebody to where they'll actually tell you what they think what they're really thinking or believing that gives you a great opportunity then to invest in them and bring them along Judy, as you're describing your own story, give you a chance to speak words of truth into that, and perhaps, you know, speaking some scripture into that. Um, for some people, it's, it's, it's going to have to be a process of bringing them along to, to change what they really do believe. Not just the information or the words they have, but what do they really believe? What do they hold on to? Um, that cornerstone, yeah. not really what you know, their anchor and their, you know, their way, the, that's the door they going through. Mm-hmm. Not just on church on Sundays, but through the week in life the hard times the good times there was it's the Jesus that they that they need to know
0: there was uh, our language helper in Papua New Guinea who was a believer i i 'll never forget when she when she said i mean like they their grocery store is their garden right, and so i 'll never forget when she said that the the fence broke, and the pigs like wild pigs and local pigs got in, and the river rose, and it washed all their vegetables away. And I thought to myself, good grief, like you have nothing like and she and she replied, it's okay because I have a father who cares about me and he knows me and he knows my needs. And I thought to myself, you know what, your faith and your grounding on the truth of that is greater than mine. (laughs) And she was a young believer. And and that that's I think what you're saying there, Craig, Hey, is, you know, there's stuff that happens in the week for all of us and i have i yeah i have so much to grow in this too but it's like when when stuff hits the fan where are you what are you grounded in that that you have one who knows the hairs of your head as uh yeah it says in matthew you know he knows the hairs of your head um or or, or do we do we stop short and and panic do we forget that he cares about the birds and he cares about us so much more and they don't panic um where do we hang our hats? And I, I've got a long ways to go on that stuff. <laughs> you know, when finances are tight, it's like we've well, provided for thirty-seven years, but will he provide this month? You know, <laughs> or what? What have you? Right? It's like where do we, where does our hearts go to rest, and where does our minds go to? Do they race off on us, or do we do we stop in the truth of the scripture that yeah, we are His, as His sheep hear His voice and know His voice. Any further questions, you guys, or comments before um, we kind of wrap things up? It's a little on the earlier side tonight, and that's, that's fine. Craig and I kind of wanted to make things a little a little lighter. We don't always want to drag, you know, two hours of your <laughs> evening away. <laughs>
1: but, uh, yeah, you guys have anything to contribute further?
4: For two hours, we, we can just keep talking randomly. About yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm going to say I appreciate the fact that uh, there was the discussion on that part about that question that I would ask, that you were able to give me some insight on how you saw that for each of you, like Kevin and David, and just being able to say that. I appreciate that. Mm, cool. Disperse some conversation. <laughs>
4: cool well, we've been challenging in a few of the lessons where we've used the question so what do you think about this and there's been some that said well it doesn't matter what you think this is what god's word says and ultimately that's true but sometimes when, when we're talking to people you know especially if they're seeking or if they're not on the same page it takes them having to actually pause and think what do they think before you can actually introduce truth into them um but yeah, we, we don't want, it's not, not relativism we're talking about here.
0: No. Someone's get the truth. So. That's right. I mean, yeah. we have in our verse here that Jesus even asked his disciples themselves, who do you say I am? So he was even asking it in a personalized way.
1: Yeah.
0: I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a little handicapped with our slideshow, as you've noticed, um, because in this setup, I can't see like my running slides to the side. So often I'm behind the eight ball. Because I don't know what's coming or where we're like, I don't know which one's next necessarily because there's no preview. So my apologies for that. Until we get uh... dual
5: monitor, Brent, dual monitor.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's on my wish list. (laughs) (laughs) Craig has it, so. (laughs) But
4: um... I'm back to one now, Brent. Oh, you are.
0: Cool. Well, I I enjoyed doing this lesson this way with you guys again tonight. We've been kind of increasingly, you know, loosening the 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 structure just to dig into the truth and have more conversation. I mean Craig and I I mean Craig's more the expert in this, but we really believe that adult learning happens best when we can when we can kind of talk more more freely amongst ourselves. And uh and and, and more and more I want we want to show you guys how this can look in in more settings in terms of the lightness or how you can vary it. I mean, most of the teaching tonight was because you guys were sharing more. Um, It's not that Craig and I were saying as much as before. Um, So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, So next week, um, hang on a second, I should just...